everybody. Welcome to 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. We are your hosts, Sanch. And Renata. And this is our memory stroll. No, not memory stroll. Lane. I don't know. All I know is that we love the 80s and we love... We're constantly always talking about it. So we thought we'd get into... Uh, we thought we'd start a podcast and uh, talk about the 80s. But one thing we... You should tell them, like, uh, you know, your age. But then they're going to be like, you weren't born in the 80s. So tell them... How the 80s are in your life. Because this is really the intro episode. So people want to... Why well, I said that weird? <laughs> uh, people want to know, like, 80s, like, your life. Like, how, is, how did 80s come into your life if you weren't even an 80s baby? So go for it. All right. Well, I'm 20 years old. And you're probably oh. saying, you were a 90s baby, Renata. Why are you even talking about this? You technically aren't a 90s baby. You were technically early 2000s. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Yo, it's your boy 7Cs from the Noir 15 Allcast. And uh, yeah, I just got to drop a message real quick to, to the fellas, Freddie and Santos from 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Probably the worst uh, podcasters I've ever done a show with. And they're so bad that I have to constantly tell everyone... To make sure to check out their show, cause being real, <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Cause no, nah, honestly, man, these are some of the best dudes you could ever listen to. Congratulations on 200 episodes, man, and keep doing your thing. And uh, I can't wait till we uh, collab some more. So, shout out to these guys. Definitely listen to them. And uh, there's some love from uh, Shy Town. So, peace out. God bless. Hey guys, it's Mike from Ten Cent Takes. And Jessica. We just wanted to pop in for a minute and say congratulations on hitting 200 episodes. Even though, you know, you guys were the worst guests ever. You know, you completely overshadowed us with your charm. Come on now, guys. Just completely stole the spotlight? How dare you. Made us look bad. Absolutely. We are trash goblins, but you made us look worse somehow. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted to say congratulations on 200 episodes. That is huge. It's amazing. We are just so honored that you wanted us to be here. And in awe, honestly. You guys are great. Thanks for having us. Honestly, you guys are great. Congratulations. And to 200 more episodes. Honestly, I'd listen to them all. Same Z's. Hey, what's up? This is Leo from Movies on Weed. Um, just want to say congrats on hitting 200. Hi, Hi, Santos. We had a great time recording the License to Drive episode with you, although it would have been better with the star of your show, Freddie. We know Efron was really upset because we couldn't settle on a date to record with him, so he was forced to do your show instead. Anyway, vote vote for for Pedro. Pedro to be the next guest on Designated Quizzers Podcast. Hey guys from the 88 miles per hour podcast. What's up man? Long time no see. Hey guys, uh, I want to just tell you guys right off the bat, right off the bat, no 88 miles per hour podcast, no all aboard podcast. Seriously, uh, as you guys know, we've talked over the years now and uh, I used to listen to your guys' show way back in the day and several years later started a Disney podcast. Obviously you guys get on the DeLorean, you guys take it back in time talk about that time get back in the delorean take it back to the future all that jazz awesome premise loved it couldn't get enough uh then it was time to start my podcast 
and I thought, um, what better way, you know, pay, pay tribute, I give you guys credit. Uh, we get in the, the railroad, uh, the Disneyland railroad, we take it to different attractions, talk about those attractions, uh, well, one per episode, and then we get back in the uh, railroad, we take it back to Main Street, park it for the, you know, until the next week. So, seriously, I know we talked about this. Um, I do want to thank you guys for uh, inviting me onto your show. You know, that was a terrible time. <laughs> talked about Tombstone, the worst movie ever. I don't know whose idea that was. Just kidding, guys. It was not the worst time ever. It was actually one of the best times ever. Uh, and also, that led to, you know, just certain things. I know you guys had Michael Cavallari on there. I, I, I talked to him. He was on our show. It was kind of a cool little networking thing. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, guys. From the All Aboard podcast, thanks for having the idea, because seriously, I don't know if I would have had that in me had I not listened to your guys' show and kind of stole your idea. I did. I did. And credit well, credit's due, guys. And I loved seeing the progression over the years from your guys' show from then, but way back when. Uh, I think you guys started in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Here it is, 10 years later, still going strong. And uh, I want to see another 10 years out of you guys. And it's uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say about that. That's my Forrest Gump. Sorry, I'm breathing so heavily. I do apologize for that. And um, thanks, guys. Just keep it up and uh, hope to work with you guys again soon. All right. Later, 88 miles per hour podcast. Reach out and break wrist. Yeah, I, th- I thought about I thought about coming out with that single, my new version of personal <laughs> wrist break, <laughs> a broken wrist <laughs> instead a of a broken, broken wrist. Frame. Exactly right. <laughs> I just can't break enough. I just can't. Break <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I already oh. hit record just to be safe. I'm on. Uh, oh, okay. Well, oh. let's 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 start the introduction. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to another special edition episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. That's right, this episode is special because we have hit episode 200, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Yeah, that's right. 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast has traveled from 88 miles to 200 miles because this is the 200th episode. That's right. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am Santos Medrano and I am joined by... Freddy Morales, ¿cómo están la gente? And this episode, we have ourselves a special guest, returning guest. That's right, he makes his return. But this time, he is joining us to revisit a film. That's right, everybody. Let's say hello to Mr. Efren Ramirez right yeah. here. Yeah, woohoo, orale. Wasn't I on episode uh, 199? I, yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> I would have said 101, eh? Ah, mira muy de patch mode. Ah, yeah. Reference. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And then wow. just kind of let you guys know how what happened to me. I was, I, you know, people ask me, did you fall on stage, Freddie? Yeah. You, what the hell happened? happened? You know, did you? No, I actually was cleaning my kitchen, listening to a Juan Gabriel record, and I was dancing, and then I fucking <laughs> I slipped. Are you serious? That's all it was? You fell? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Can you believe that? And fucking you fell. I, I'm, I, like, I, I'm just saying, he goes, Yo no nací para Yo no nací para Hey, Juan Gabriel <laughs> fell off the stage toward the end of his career. Remember that? Yeah, he was he dancing, not that, and then he fucking fell back. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, 
Wow. That, that's kind of like the way I felt. Dude. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> Same I did, song and all, right? <laughs> exactly. I had that Juan Graviel fall, bro, and it broke my wrist. First time that I break my wrist, you guys, because I try to I tried to control the fall and I just landed. And sure enough, man, I live close to the general hospital because I live in Lincoln Heights. And let me tell you something. I thought I was going to be there for hours, days, months. I don't know because of this healthcare system that we got going, but I was very impressed. I was treated within four hours. I went in there, you know, and signed up and did all these legal documents of, you know, for insurance and all that. And, and I just got to say, thanks to all the staff there were, at the general were, hospital. Were you embarrassed because the doctors are be like, all right, so what happened? They're going to ask you, were you like, was Mikaye? And like, I was dancing. No, I was, I was like, I know I'm, I'm trying to there. make it right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I was, uh, I was fighting off some bad guys, you know. Yeah, you know, these cholos ran over my my house, and I, yeah. I tried to fight them, and then they hit me. And no, no, dude. You know, most of accidents and people who are in in serious happen in your house. Yeah, that's true. my dad. Uh, God rest his soul. He he fell and broke his hip in the back. You know, in his little dungeon there. And uh, who else? I've had other relatives who have had major, you know, breaks in in, in the house. So I've yeah. been, I'm, I'm very, very careful, especially, you know, being a performer on stage, you know, the stage is dark and all that. I've had, I've had some close calls, but yeah, in the house, in La Casa. Yeah. What about Ephraim? Have you ever hurt yourself bad? Like broken something as a kid yeah. growing up and all that? Yes. Would you I break? Have, I have broken my heart. Ah, Mr. Heartbreaker over here. I. <laughs> I've, had that, I've had that several times too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Same here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's All right. it, well, well let, let's get into the revisit. So for this yes. film, we decided something different with the last time we had Ephraim on. We, you know, we just interviewed him. We talked about asked all these questions. This time we're going to do a revisit. But because he's our guest, we allowed him to pick the film. So for this re revisit, we're going back in time to revisit Gremlins. So what made you pick Gremlins? Yes. Well, first of all, it was a film in the 80s. And I think um, in the 80s, there are many films that became our favorites besides mm. Terminator, Star Wars. Um, and just to name a few back to the right, before. so many of them, yes, anything by John Hughes, anything by John Hughes, and anything by John Hughes, <laughs> right? Um, but they really brought out some great comedic films. Um, and I wanted to pick something that was not only comedic but also in the realm of Steven Spielberg because he goes around doing adventurous films. Where, where all characters go with some kind of curiosity into some, some surreal moment, because he's known for stuff like that. Um, so I, I know he didn't direct it, but I know he, he, he executive produced it. Um, and I picked Gremlins as a comedy because <laughs> having to accept the fact that there's a little creature that you have to follow these specific rules and mm -hmm. break them, all hell breaks loose. I thought, so is that the premise? Because <laughs> you go, I mean, the rules are you can't feed them after 10 o'clock. Right. Thought, like, you know, when you're a little kid, you just got to, you want to know the rules so that you can go, let's see what happens in this movie. But reality is it's 10 o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Um, and the, the other rule is you can't get them wet, right? 
Right. You mm. remember it takes place in a place where it's it's around Christmas time and it's snowing. Right. So uh, seriously, <laughs> it, like, like keep like, him inside. That's it. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. Are, How uh, fun is it for that guy just to stay there and also the light? Yeah. Exposure to bright lights. Bright so light and sunlight kills him. Sunlight kills him. So you had three things to to take care of, like to the rules. You know, yeah. it's like when you have a dog. You got to feed him. You got to pick up his poop. You got to. But this is a this is a gremlin. This is much more of a. And you got to be <laughs> on top of it. You know. So, you know, when you when they when you make a film like that and you have to follow those rules, I go, this is ridiculous. But I'm a buy. I'm gonna buy into this and let's see what happens. So, and it's great because, I mean, there's so much to it. There's there's uh, once first of all, his father is an inventor. He yeah. all these. <laughs> crazy gadgets and gizmos so speaking of gizmo i mean that's his name gizmo yeah so, yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and uh and, and i mean from a coffee machine to uh to an orange juice uh maker there's a i think there's a i don't know how long ago you have seen it but um there's a, there's a moment when when the son the main guy he's making he's trying to make um scrambled eggs but he's got this whole machine the whole contraption about eggs I'm like, dude, just, just go, we'll just crack the egg and put it and cook it, man. Yeah, just all, right. That's right. it. <laughs> exactly. And then he also invented this travel travel piece <laughs> where you had a toothpaste, you had a razor, and you had, you know, it's like, but yeah, it's crazy. The inventions that he had, he also had a coffee maker when you can just make instant coffee. You and, know? And, and nothing works. Like, what no. was the point? The, what, like, see, that's the thing. You know for a fact, if that were legit today and you had, like, your dad make all this shit in the house and if it didn't work the first time, you know, your mom would have been like, hey, hey, tia, so go buy a fucking microwave. Make it work because nothing worked for the guy. Oh, orange juice. When it, it flew all over the place, the little kid goes, he's like, oh, I thought he fixed it. So that means it's happened before the massive mess of orange juice. Why would you keep it there? I know they're trying to be like, oh, it's your father. It's invention. But yeah, right. You know, for a fact, any family would have been like, fuck it. The first time it broke, you're not going to want to use it. Let's just go buy an orange Can you juice. Imagine maker. a Latino family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is that you see that they supported their father the wife she didn't she tried it there was a, this this love communication with them it was a good family and they supported the dad the dad would go and run off on the conventions to try try to sell his inventions you know yeah and, he had to make the money yeah he had to make the he had to make the dinero you know i mean for me i watched this this movie came out in 1984 i was 14 when it came out i actually got to see it in a movie theater <laughs> And uh, I think I went with my brother. I went out with my brother a lot during that time. And of course, our parents and I know my parents, my our parents. But we see where I lived in Southgate, we had this awesome movie theater that they would play two movies in matinee, you know, and that was one of them. So uh, during the day, we would just, OK, mom, I, I love them. OK, be home by dinner. And, you know, it cost us what? 50 cents to get in back in the day, a dollar to get in, you know? 50 cents? What is this, the 50s, bro? Damn, really? <laughs> no, 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 they had these special, you know, dude, we're talking about the 80s, bro. You yeah, know, it's like, I guess. You know, now it's like $35 oh, yeah, right. to go see a movie, you know? It's like 50 bucks. And, and um, you know, it, I, I enjoyed that experience as a kid. And this movie brought, I mean, I just recently just... Re still refresh in my in my memory right now because I just seen it like last night, yeah. and um, it brought back so many memories. It's such a fun movie, you know. It's it's 
It's a ho- it's a holiday movie. It's got fantasy. It's got mystery. It's got thriller, comedy, and horror all in one. But it's a dark film. If you think it is for an '80s movie, like it's a fantasy fun Spielberg. But this is in the level of Poltergeist because it is dark. Like you know, fucking the the science teacher dies. They stab him in the butt with the the syringe. Like, dude, right? Uh, and there's and then there's a there's a scene where one of the gremlins grabs a gun. You know, it's yeah. like shooting. There's, it's very violent. I, I didn't realize how violent. It Dude, was. they like, killed the grandma, the old lady, the evil I, lady. I, the I, that's right. I, I gotta ask you guys: Is that where po- uh, Pulp Fiction came from? Is that where Quentin Tarantino got his influence from? You know, like when you see the when you see all the gremlins in the bar, and Phoebe Cates is like giving them drinks, and he's got a gun, and everyone's just all they, they're dark and in the world, and you go, hmm, maybe Quentin Quentin Tarantino he was like influenced by that, you know. I think so. Like I mean, all the darkness, <laughs> all the right, violence. That, right. That bar scene was amazing when they're in that bar and they're all just getting, you see all the characters of these gremlins with like bad personalities. I mean, it's just, I, I was like, there's more of the bad gremlins than, than, than the gizmo. Gizmo was very cute. By the way, I love gizmo. He's such a cute little guy. You know, it's like, yeah. And, um, but yeah, but there's that one gremlin, the guy with like, like little Mohawk, the little white stripe that he had. Yeah. Stripe. Yeah, stripe. Yeah, he was the main. Uh, yeah, he he's like technically like the leader of of the gremlins. He was the one in charge. Right, like, right, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a very good movie. I mean, look back in the day. That, I gotta say, how about that mom? When I, let me first, I gotta ask you guys: Did yeah. this movie come out before Terminator? Yeah, I, yes, it did. Um, no, did right. it? Right, we gotta, we gotta research that. Well, Terminator, we I believe, was also eighty four. Yes, it was eighty four. You're right. It was that yeah. was a great year for movies, you guys. Eighty four in the yeah. 80s? Terminator was nineteen eighty four, yes. but so yeah, same so year. It was so saying in the same year. It was what maybe there was Conan. There was there was Terminator. There was Ghostbusters. There was Break In. Yeah, well, like, it looks. It looks like this movie was released in the summer, so June eighth of nineteen eighty four, from what I see. Wow! Was released, yeah. So I think ter- Terminator. Yeah, must Terminator have been was later was October. Yeah, so okay. that was a more of a. The, the reason why I present this thought is because remember the moment when the mom is is skeptical about what's going on in the house. And yeah. She, she grabs the knife as she's making her her her, her cookies, right? And she walks around and she starts biting these gremlins. She goes to the kitchen and she's, yeah. she's got two oh, knives. She's she's like Sarah Connor, right? Oh hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, she is. She <laughs> took like, a beating with them. Mom, right? Yeah. And like she doesn't run out of the house. She no. bites them and you go, uh, all right. But yeah, so yeah, so the reason why that happened was, you know, they were, they were being controlled, you know, uh uh you know, um Gizmo ended up getting you know, water. And then from there, all these other ones started popping up. And, uh, and then what happened, like you said, they ended up being, being fed, but they tricked, they tricked, um, the Billy. Yeah. They, they, they cut the wire from the, from the, uh, clock. So he thought he wasn't, he wasn't, he was feeding them before midnight and it turned out that he fed them after. And that's why they ended up getting all crazy. And then they, they ended up being these cocoons, which made yeah. them bigger and evil. See, but that, that, that is that going back on, on the point of what Ephraim said, cause that's true. Like the mom is by herself at the house, right? Right. She goes upstairs to the attic in which, 
you know, only in movies do kids live in attics and shit. No one fucking in real life. I never but had you, an attic. Right? I mean, I have, I have an attic here, but it, no spiders. I'm not. Okay, who's going to live up there? But she goes up there and she sees the cocoons all open. And she's like, oh, what the hell? And yeah, instead of like in real life, I mean, hell, my ass would have ran out. I'm like, hey, no, I'm, hey, I'm out of here. You know, she, she freaking stays in there and fights off. All these gremlins, minus Stripe because he escapes. But yeah, one she stabs him, cycle style. She puts one in the microwave. Like, dude, she yeah, Sarah, and then Sarah Connor, dude, buff. Yeah, you're right. The blender, right? right? And the, yeah, blender and the blender too. Yeah, that's when you started seeing. It was like, wow, this is a very dark movie. <laughs> and like... she, they were trying to hurt her and kill her. That's right. why it's like, dude, this is dark. For instance, like the teacher, the one that gets killed afterwards, the science teacher. At first, he's feeding a snickers bar to the gremlin underwards and, and uh, under the thing and he's like oh here you go see don't you feel better and out of nowhere you can hear like a crunch and he starts screaming because it's eating him i mean these gremlins are lethal like it, uh, in the original script billy's mom dies there's a scene oh, where wow. her head what? gets chopped off and it's rolling down the stairs what yeah, it was dark another scene the gremlins all break into a mcdonald's and they eat everybody in there, but they don't touch any of the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like wow. It, 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 it's just a much darker film. Uh, originally the script, because when Spielberg read the script, he loved it, but he wanted to change it up. And at that point with the original script, there was no mog. There was no gizmo. They were all the mog, the mogwais. They turn into gremlins and that's it. But Spielberg's the one that told the writer, Chris Columbus, who, who also, I believe directed uh home alone. Uh, he told him, hey, uh, you should rewrite it and have one of them not turn into a gremlin. That was Gizmo. So to have kind of like a little sidekick. So it really changed the dynamic. They toned down the violence, but it's still violent. I mean, the, I like that the, the 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 stupid rich lady dies because she gets her comeuppance. Like, all right, good, because she was evil, you know, but yeah, at she the was same just a bratty lady. Yeah. Very rude, cutting in line in the bank, trying to like. Because she Kill. was rich. She was so yeah. she could do what she wants. I have a lot of privileges. I'm rich. Yeah. Get out well, of the way. Who, I mean, I, I get Billy. We're supposed to love Billy and stuff. And we're supposed to hate this lady. But I mean, who takes their dog to work like that? Like, yeah, I, why I, would he want his dog? You know, I used to take my dog to work. I, lo I loved it. He was a night of my uh, Australian Shepherd, Sammy. But where? What was your job that you took him with you to? I was a uh, I was a film editor. I was like had my own you know. But the, the good thing about I had my own office. Exactly so right. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, I was like, but I get it. I was like, oh wow, he's like he's, <laughs> he's bringing under, his dog out of the bank. <laughs> yeah, in the tell like right there under the booth, the teller like it'd be different. Like where I work, the professors they they have dogs in their offices and stuff like that. But they have their own office here. You got a freaking dog under the teller. The dog's gonna have to take a dump at what point? You know, it's dogs fart and it, it stinks up. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's like helping people and the, I don't know. I just thought it was let's weird. Admit, let's just admit the truth. You don't like dogs. <laughs> nah, no, he's a, he's a dog hater. Eh? Yeah, I like the cats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like why why take a i i get for the story to like oh the dog attacks the lady and bites her arm whatever but at the same time like why would he even need to take his dog to work like his mom is at home a stay-at-home mom he, I, the dog could stay home there's no reason for him to take the dog to work well, that's the whole point that's how i guess when it used to work at the morgue um i would take my dog to work and one you day you worked at a morgue my dog was just gone you worked at <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I know it's a rough life. 
Oh man. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was weird to see that that the the him taking the dog to work for no but reason. Remember, that's that's what makes it so silly and comedic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right. like when we, you know, like talking about Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox has that ginormous speaker. You know. <laughs> yeah. And right. Go, yeah, that's a comedy. So in this case, I mean, think about it. Right. You can think about any bar in Boyle Heights and in a scene where you have all these gremlins in this bar and it's Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Oh, yeah. Dude, she all these like, gremlins. Yeah. The 80s. Like, I lo- like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> she, so, again, doesn't like, run out. And they're smoking too, and you're like, right? <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. By the way, I had a, I think all of us who grew up in the '80s, we had a huge crush on her. Did, did you guys notice who was um, the vice president of the bank? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. the guy from the Beverly Hills. Cop, but who was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, with Phoebe Cates. Boom, Judge Reinhold. So Judge Reinhold was in Fast Times because he gets caught in the bathroom fantasizing about Phoebe Cates and she walks in on him. Yes. (laughs) And they work together again. They went down the line and they work together here. That's a great cast. I wonder if he had auditioned for the Billy role, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless he was a little bit too old, older, because he was a little bit older. Well, I mean, Billy was 21 and and, and he said he was in in the scene. 23, right? 23. I'm like, and he said he was the vice president of this bank. And they're God like, vice it. president at 23? Dude. Oh, yeah. How'd that happen? Right. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell? <laughs> I got, yeah, I got. Some, maybe some uh, privileges there we, you know, we don't, <laughs> and, <laughs> we don't know about. This yeah, tells I'm us not, that. I'm not going to say any privileges. You know, maybe. Algo a lo mejor tenía connections. Well, it's, there's that that scene where they, when they're, when this is like when the gremlins are, are, freaking wreaking havoc in the town both bb and billy i mean B- phoebe um what you call it what's what's her character's name i can't even think of her name right oh, now her name is kate kate there you go kate yes. and billy are running and they go into the bank and they see what's his name freaking judge reinhold's character whatever his name is and mm-hmm. he's hiding in in the safe like and they're like oh i i locked myself in here he's like and they got the man the other guy they ate him like they, and it's like dude these gremlins like literally murdered people in this town like they're oh, wait. yeah and, and let's not forget Corey feldman was in this film yeah he was, was a pete. little pete the little kid the pete. yeah and if you're a breaking bad fan like i'm in I, i'm huge breaking fan of jonathan banks was the deputy brent i recognize like oh he was in this movie what, what was he, he was jonathan the, banks he was deputy brent he was uh the, the, the oh damn he was in this yes bro. i yeah, he was. That's, oh. a, that's a young Jonathan Banks. He's the guy who played, you know, the the from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he he played Mike in Breaking yeah. Bad. I didn't even know he was in this. Yeah, yeah. holy so, hell! Yeah, so you got to see a lot of like, you know, famous actors who we know now who are still, you know, doing things and still. Yeah, Dick Miller. He's been in a lot of films too. Well, he Dick Miller, Murray. because the guy who directed this, Joe Dante. If you go and look at all of Joe Dante's film. Dick Miller is in all of them. He yeah. always brings them on. He tends to like having like certain people in his films, and Dick Miller's one of them. He so if wow. you go watch like the Burbs and stuff like that, um, he's he's in them. Can you name a few films that he's directed? Joe Dante. Yeah. 
Well, the the Burbs is one of them. Uh, what is it? The uh, freaking. I know he also did uh, Eerie Indiana. He helped uh, create that and did directed some episodes. He also did a segment in uh the Twilight Zone the movie. He did that oh. one. Um, I forget which segment he did. Um, yeah. but what what else? Uh, freaking older ones. I know he's like. Oh, I don't know if you saw Looney Tunes back in action. He did that one. Um, no one really. That was like when it was. He did. But also, I would have to. Oh, inner space. Yes, and 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 matinee. I don't know if you guys. I I remember watching that when I was in like the early nineties. It was with John Goodman, and he's like a director. So Joe Dante has this style, and when you watch his films, they kind of like Gremlins, where they have this seriousness but darkness to them. But it's like fantasy, inner space. If you watch that, you you like all these directors kind of have their style. Yeah, and yeah. He's one of them. If you watch his two, films, so. two more I want to throw at you. He did the Howling and yes, Piranha. yes. Wait, he did what? He did the Howling. He did and, the Howling. Yeah, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. Wow. And he wow. also did the Twilight Zone, the movie, which you know we all know what happened in that film. There were two actors who, or it's actually an actor and two kids who ended up dying in that film because of the helicopter yeah. crashed. And so, but yeah, his, I mean, his segment is the one where, like, the the old people, where they're like old, and then some someone comes and they turn young, and they're all like kids. It's like a Peter Pan story. That's Joe Dante's segment. Right. Um, so his wasn't the one that he killed people, but that movie, there was one of the directors killed people. So yeah, uh, mm. amazing stories during the eighties. There was a series of 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 show. Oh, he, he's shaking it. Oh, so he knows. By, by, produced by Steven Spielberg. Exactly. Joe Dante directed one. Which one did he do? Um, I don't Maybe know which one he directed. Maybe the, huh? the one with the airplane with the uh, the Wolverine. Oh, I I love that one, dude. Oh yeah, and and the animator who at some point they had to land the plane, and there was somebody on the on the bottom part of the plane, and the tires wouldn't go down. So yeah, he really animated, you know, a vision of of being able to create these these tires who could land, uh, 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 without without killing him, and and that happens, and then then other crazy is it, a lot of crazy other stuff happens in these amazing stories. So I was reading some of the things like comments from people and they're saying that the Grimless is the best described as the evil dead for kids. <laughs> because of the, you know, and by the way, it, it looked realistic. I mean, today's technology, I mean, now it's like, you know, digital effects and stuff, but it looked more realistic. It did. It didn't look cheesy. I mean, I think we, because we got, you know, the eighties, uh, you know, well, facts were what you were talking about, like exactly what he said. It's like it's like Joe Dante directed it, and he's the one who did the howling. So those effects, yeah, are, are there's a sense of realism to that, that, mm -hmm. that there's a sense of quality to that, rather than replacing it with um, uh, uh, the computer effects that we now have. Um, it, Which it, to me looks yeah. more fake. Seriously, today's like I don't watch, I don't like today's horror movies. I think I the last horror movie I. I don't even know what was the last one, but I, if, if I can just I recall, I mean, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, these movies like evil dead was very realistic looking, you know, um, you've got like the howling, you've got, uh, uh the, uh, American werewolf in London where he changes into the wolf that looked really realistic. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just really looked real to me. And today these movies just sound, it just looked too fantasy digital to me now. I don't think there has been a really good movie of of such caliber where where you're you're trying to do the natural effects again and see somebody turns into a creature or these creatures come to life without without any visual computer effects. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, look, we got look. They're re, they're redoing the Exorcist is coming out again. Uh, can you believe how many times they've done that film? It's like, okay, can we stop that? And then there's another film too. It's it's about an exorcism too, and and uh, it's about a priest who did an exorcism. And I saw some of the effects. It's just let's just it's just I don't know. I can't get into them. I just so you want you want it to have the same effects as the Exorcist itself. Well, yeah, that looked, I mean, that's still frightening. It's still creepy. It just looks real, you know. Well, it, it's the it's the whole notion of practical effects because you you want to see if someone is like a creature or something, you want to know that someone sat in a chair and they applied everything on them and the stuff that's oozing out of them is actual liquid. You don't want where the person, when you see the creature, it's just in a computer. Someone designed it. Like you want the realism on there. Or the actors are, are are working with a green box with like green wires. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like no. You. That's what Freddie wants. Freddie wants to like. That's why we. The last episode we did was Superman, and how we talked about how today Superman, the guy he's on a green screen, whatever he's on a thing, and they're holding him up. Where Christopher Reeve was on wires, and they had the projection of in the background yeah. that shows the screen, so it gives it more of a realism of him flying. Now everything is done digitally there are there are some directors that are, are who grew up of what we love like that this these 80s generation who are like no i'm gonna try to do as much practical effects as possible i mean you Ephraim, you know the industry where it, it's obviously cheaper to create something in a computer than it is of course to hire this team and build everything so it's why studios tend to do that but there are some directors that have way more pool nowadays that say no i want practical i want more so like for instance like the mandalorian they're like hey no if there's a creature walking around we want an actual creature walking around it's not a computer they don't want to do that so it's like that's the upside like for the new evil dead Sam Raimi produced it. There's a new one coming coming out, really? and they're 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 putting in as much practical effects as possible because they want to also do it. Like, hey, when we made this movie, we we didn't have computer, we did practical, so we want to put as much practical effects in this film as we can for a horror film, so it feels scarier. And you know what? What going back to Gremlins. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, no, <laughs> no, but, somewhere else. no, no, but we're talking about special effects and all that. Yeah, of course. The, the gremlins look real. I mean, they yes. just look like real pets. Like, it, you know, I was just, just rewatching. I was like, wow, you know, the movement, the eyes, the way they would maneuver the puppet or however they did it. It just looks so real, you know, like you can just fall into and say, I want to get a gremlin, <laughs> you know, as a pet. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. when when the when Spike dies at the end, remember when he's putting his finger yes. in the fountain, and yeah. then they 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 you know the car goes, falls him, and he basically dies. Yeah. When he comes out, he's oozing. He's like, that's a real thing there that they're filming. It's it's real. It's not CG. Like I know they they've been trying to do a third Gremlins for a while, wow. and there's there there's there's a possibility that one might come. Uh, but if they do it, I know. The team behind it, who are because it's the people, the same peeps from Gremlin, said, "Look, if we do it, we want real Gremlins. We are not going to do computer Gremlins. We want real Gremlins. So, but it's going to be based on the studio. I know there's an animated series. It's the history of where Gizmo came from. That's going to be released. I think it might be on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. So, if oh, this is a hit, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. So, if this is a hit." then it's we're gonna get the movie but if this fails 
it, the studio is just going to see it as in, there's no interest in this, so we're not going to move forward. So <laughs> if there's a third Gremlin movie, who would direct it? Just imagine what it would be like if it was directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh shit. <laughs> You'd have Definitely. mob griblins, right? Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm down for that. Some mob and and taking over Las Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Right, the That'd the mob they 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 broke into somewhere, right? The mob and they stole something. They don't know what they get. They think it's worth millions. When they open it up, they realize it's Gizmo, and they're like, "The hell, what is this?" And then so that's when like one of the guys accidentally drops a drink, and then they turn into no, it. They so, yeah, give, they give him a drink. Se pone pedo. <laughs> And then he starts popping up all the moms, uh, mobster uh, gremlins now. That'd yeah, be great. gremlins. Hey, we're writing our own script here, buddy. Can they confuse? <laughs> can they confuse Joe Pesci for a gremlin? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. That'll be. Oh great. man. Okay, I right, want to see that version. Let's go with um, Quentin Tarantino doing gremlins. Oh, that'll be good. like a right. Yeah. That let that be his last film. He said he's only doing ten movies. Let Gremlins three be the last movie he makes. I think it'd be great. One, that there'd be a lot of dialogue between the Gremlins. <laughs> there'd be a lot yeah. of talking. <laughs> it would have to be a lot of good dialogue for between those two Gremlins. The Gremlins, yes. Now, what was your uh, what's your favorite scene of this movie? There's so many to choose. Yeah, your friend. <laughs> I think. I mean, it's just so. It's just so much. First of all, like uh, uh, I didn't realize it was Corey Feldman who was dressed up as a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, because he, as he delivers the tree to to Billy's house, doesn't knock. He just gonna say he just enters. All right, tree delivery. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> right. If I had done that, I'd probably get shot. Yeah, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, who the hell is this in my house? Exactly, uh, especially in the la Latino hood. ¿Quién es este güey? Dale un paso, uh, dale. Paz. Right? Because, you know, as Latinos, we don't like to open the door for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> We're always peeking at who's looking. You know, who's looking. Here's the other thing. When the professor, he's a high school teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I think I'm about done finishing working for today. And you look at the clock behind him, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Really? I know. Really? I was like, damn, you're really into your projects. 2 30 in the morning. Damn. Obviously, he didn't have a wife or kids. <laughs> right? Or a pet. He didn't have any pets. <laughs> and, and if you're eating your food, aren't you going to take it with you? Like, he literally leaves it sound. He takes a bite out of it and goes, well, I guess it's time to go home. And um, then he grabs the chips and leaves. That's what he yeah. said. He, he took the chips. Who made his sandwich? The, the 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 mogwai at the time but i mean that's why like all these people make these little mistakes that it's like I, if i'm like done i'm gonna take my sandwich i'm gonna eat it on the drive home i'm not gonna leave it but no for some reason he decided to leave his, his sandwich and then we get a a freaking gremlin my mother taught me to always you know eat your plate and don't leave anything on your plate you know so I don't yeah know. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how he was brought up yeah I just leave half a sandwich here and let this gremlin eat it you know? So, so Ephraim, so I know we, we usually, Freddie and I always talk about this uh, when it comes to films. When was the first time you saw this film? Was it like Freddie, where you, did you happen to see it in the theater? Or was it when it was on VHS or when it aired on TV when it was like a premiere? I I saw it with my grandpa. Oh, you saw it with oh, my grandpa? Nice. I saw it with my grandpa and, and it was my my twin brother and me and my older brothers went to go see ghostbusters oh <laughs> yeah because it came out the same weekend 
Yeah, and we wow. went. We went. We took the bus from Boyle Heights to downtown, and we saw it in downtown at the theater. Do you remember oh, what okay. theater in downtown? There's only a few. You had the Orpheum. You had the State. You had. Um, well, there's, I mean, several, and I remember because those film, those movie theaters would, would, uh, run the movie with Spanish subtitles. My mom, my father got rest. So would take my mom to go see those movies. And that's how you would go and see these movies with Spanish subtitles. Wow. Yeah, bro. I got to see, um, well, we got to see ET at the Orpheum, which is still their beautiful theater. Now it's a live concert venue. Um, and yeah, we we my mom, my dad would take my mom to go see those movies, you know. Yeah. So she would read, she would watch the movie, and she would read the Spanish subtitles, and we were all happy. We all knew <laughs> what was going on, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's I, I remember that, and I remember like the experience of just sitting down and being at the theater, but being yeah. at the theater because you're you're it's when you're a little kid being able to. To be with your with your with your grandparents, and you go off into an adventure where you're taking the bus, and then you're waiting in line to go to get a ticket, and then when you get a ticket, and you're like, "What am I gonna watch? Oh, I'm gonna watch Gremlins," and then you're sitting down there, and you're like, "It's your experience of actually watching a film, not at home, but like at the theater." And I think I think Gremlins, I, guys, I think it was probably my first film that I actually saw at the theater. Really? Wow! Look at that. Oh, damn. Yeah, maybe that's why I picked it. <laughs> so yeah. that it has that memory for you. That, that, that's awesome. Well, not only that, the experience with like when you walk into a movie theater and you smell that popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that's pop look. You try to bring that popcorn scent at home, it's not the same. When you pop, when you popcorn, when you pop popcorn at your house, it smells different. It doesn't smell like it or it doesn't taste as good as a the movie theater popcorn, mm. you know. It's seriously, that's just my experience of going to the movies. And then you yeah. find your favorite, you know, soda pop, and then you're getting some chocolate or your gummies or whatever. That whole experience. Yeah, your hot dog, you know, or nachos at the time, you know. Hey, give me some nachos. Yeah. <laughs> or put some, hey, put some jalapenos on top of it, Holmes. Or if you went to a theater in East LA in Commerce, that's where I went when I was a kid, they had burritos. <laughs> wow, they sold dude. burritos in the theater. Damn. And then, oh. and then, hey, see that lady over there, Doña Maria? She's got tamales if she wants them. <laughs> right? <laughs> right outside. Hey, where'd you get that tamale? Oh, Doña Maria over there. Just, you know, keep it under, keep it under <laughs> the download, bro. <laughs> keep it on the download, eh? Right? She's got the red and, and the green sauce, man. She's like, <laughs> Did you guys ever go to the uh, the drive-in in El Monte? The El Monte? No, I the one I went to was right here in City of Industry at the at the Violin Drive-in. That's the one I went to. I went to the one in Paramount and still there. It, the Paramount Drive-in on uh, Imperial. No, it's on Rosecrans. Well, the, the where you saw your clothes, Freddie, the the Santa Fe Springs. Yeah, that one uh, used to be. I saw yeah. Karate Kid Part Two there. Did you really? Yeah, wow. I saw it there at the drive-in. 
Yeah, when I, I was I a do, kid. I do a pop up store moral where there now it's like a, a, a it's like a, it's just a swami. They got rid of the now. yeah, no more yeah. movies. But they have they have wow. they they they're making a lot. Of, that guy who he knew how to make that. Now it's a lot. They put a live stage there. I mean, they put a, a nice uh, entertainment. Now they yeah. have banda, famous banda bands playing their Saturdays. You know, but yeah. um. Yeah, the movie theater, the drive-in movie theater. Uh, I got to see Jaws at a movie theater. My dad took us there. Um, so many of them. It was a summer. I remember it was a summer and got to see Jaws in the big screen like that. Wh which is the one that was in El Monte? What was the drive-in? Yeah, what was... Um, I don't know. I can't. I was so little. You know, I don't even know if it still exists. It could have been the Santa Fe one. Yeah. No, actually, I just looked up. It says right here, El Monte Drive-In, Laura Zuzza Road, and Monte. It's like an old school like image of it. But yeah, it, they, they used to yeah. have a, they, there was a drive-in in El Monte. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's Holy like, hell. No, I one. never went to that one. But so, I, I dude, I like. It's just it's like that's the one thing I love like when when talking to Freddie and then Efren like we're we're all like the same we we all got to experience that because it's like my my kids my little ones I have a two year old a four year old uh they're never gonna experience the driving that they're gone the one that was over here in, in Pomona uh Mission Tiki they just closed down a year ago one hundred percent the violin that's gone too so it's like that sucks like there's this cool experience of just going in your car and watching a movie. Like that, that's gone. All these little kids aren't going to experience it. We got to experience driving the, the theaters. Like, like it's, it's all different. Now you're, it's like you're in a stadium. I understand that's much better seating wise, but there was something about the way the seating used to be back when where like kind of just like had this weird little arch, like, and watching the screen. It's just because it, it was film. Now all theaters are digital. But back when it was film and it was just cool seeing like the little like kind of like the hairs on the screen, like, you know, because of the way it's printed. I don't know. It's just an experience that I enjoyed. Going back to the last film. Now, I remember the last film I got to see was last. Was it last year? Yes. It was called a horror film called Smile. I was oh. invited. <laughs> and uh, did you see that, Efren? That movie? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, I think it was much, it wasn't even scary. It was just com really? com comedy horror. It was just so stupid. Like, but, I, I don't really watch a lot of horror, but that scared me. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw man, it last week. That, right, right. <laughs> now, 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 now we're traumatized. Like, hey, that guy is smiling at me. Hey, you mean I'm killing me? Hey, no, don't smile. Se está riendo ese güey, los va a matar. Vámonos. But <laughs> I walked in the movie theater. I've never been in a movie theater where it's been filled. It's always like very, just very empty now, you know. And you, now, you not, yeah. Did you not go see Avatar? No, I didn't. No seats available. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I get to see, I mean, I got to see Avatar, the first one, but this one, I don't know. I wasn't, didn't catch my attention, really. Uh, somebody made over two hundred million dollars, and you're like, um, all right, I'm gonna pay twenty bucks. Then show me what two hundred millions is. Okay, <laughs> right? Okay, thank you very much. And I paid twenty dollars for a popcorn and a drink. Well, the <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put in tamales in the movie theaters. You're getting more of the Mexicans coming out to the movie theaters. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, now now you just sneak your shit in. No, yeah, you take in all your stuff. You're right. You just get tamales outside. Bring them well, inside. Now, well, now, they have, now they vegan, have alcohol. Vegan tamales, right? Vegan tamales. Right. Vegan there tamales, you go. Yeah. Now they have alcohol in the movie theater. Now they are like, oh, yeah. this, you know, all, you know, the VIP. I don't know. I mean, 
uh, you know, these movie theaters are so, I mean, I know they're trying to bring people in, you know, you got the leather seats, the comfy and they give the you recliners. Massage. Yeah. They recline. They give you a massage while you're, you know, they, they you know, have they, bidets in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they want anything to get you in. Right. Yeah, But you know what? I'm, I, I'm glad that I was able to experience going to the movies in the eighties. Yeah. Every movie that I've seen from like Gremlins to like Beverly Hills cop to Terminator Halloween, um, you know, the, the evil uh, dead, all those movies, like you said, 84 was a great year for movies. I mean, Duran Duran released seven and ragged tiger. I mean, there's so much as a kid, so much going on without social media, you know, you would pick up a newspaper. I love your cat, black cat. Your friend's got a black cat. Look at her. Him. Is it he or she? Her. Her name and her? Yeah, Ah, Okay. I just I just uh saved the cat too. Her name is Stella. She's uh like a panda looking white and black. She's bad, you know, amazing. So yeah, look at her. Oh my god, beautiful. Look at you. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so 84 was just I mean, I mean, look from 81, that whole decade, you guys, was amazing yeah. movies. And see, today they're they're trying to remake those movies. I mean, they yeah, just released. They, were, they just released Scream, or Scream is being released. I don't even what version of Scream is that now. You know? Yeah, like I'm looking at here's just a small selection of 1984 movies. All so right. you had the Never Ending Story, wow. The Terminator, Sixteen Candles. Speaking of yeah. John Hughes earlier, Karate Kid, Footloose, Amadeus, Ghostbusters, Purple Rain, Yeah, Gremlins, uh, 2010. Uh, uh, let's see, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Temple of Doom, oh, Red goodness. Dawn. Yes, Dude, uh, I just saw Red Dawn. A Once few Upon a Time in America. Back. Yeah, great. Yeah, Look Police Academy, Top Secret, Repo Man, Children of the <laughs> Corn. Dude, like Beverly Hills Cop, Dune. This is Spinal Tap. So imagine, like, being I mean, it's a kid a during whole... that time. You would, you would go every weekend. We would go to the movies. You know? Yeah, dude. Like so many like good ones, dude. Like I mean. Starman, freaking Supergirl, <laughs> Breaking Two, right there, Bachelor Party, Firestarter, <laughs> Conan the Destroyer, dude. It's like all these films, like I I grew up with, this watching over and over, man. It's just, it, it, it you know, it's it it sucks because the way the movies were. I know, like I I I, I was hearing, I didn't see the skit, but I was hearing on another podcast where they talked about there was this skit on SNL, it was like a trivia show. Right. And anytime they had trivia on movies from like the 80s or 90s, they were answering them like crazy. Right. But whenever they would ask trivia on movies from like the last few years or today, they couldn't answer it. And it's because we're we're just like, I think like thing, there's so much that comes out today that it's easy for you to watch it and move on. We're back when you would watch something and it's stuck with you. Look at right now, 2003. A film from 1984, and we're spending a podcast episode talking about this and reminiscing and being like, oh, like Ephraim saying, like, this was, I went with my grandparents. This is probably, I think, the first movie I saw in the theaters. Freddie talking about, like, I saw it in the theaters. I went with my brother. We saw this. Me, uh, I, I, all I know is I, I saw it the day it aired on TV, the night it aired on Channel 7. I remember seeing wow. that in East wow. LA when we we're visiting some family and watching it, dude. And I, 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 I vividly still remember the apartment they lived in. They lived in the projects uh, and by Atlantic Boulevard right there, sitting in the living room watching Gremlins. And all of this, that we have this connection of all these films, because there's something about a lot of these movies that just hold true to like the way, because it was like few, there was a lot of movies that came out 
but you had to go and experience it. Now you could stream something and move on and be like, I saw it. Now what's next? What's next? Because there's so much before you had time to take it in and let it live with you for years. Well, look, this weekend, tomorrow is the Oscars. I don't even know what movies are being nominated. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I think I've lost track of the last, I don't know, I would say decade of what's going on with the Oscars. There yeah. hasn't, the only thing I heard was, I guess Top Gun is it was nominated and maybe Tom yeah. Cruise might get something, who knows. But I didn't even, see, I didn't even go see that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, now if you have Paramount Plus, you can watch it. So, <laughs> yeah, but now it's different because now we live in the streaming industry. We stream <laughs> well, that, films, bro. Well, that's it's why like, it's exactly you could watch it on Paramount you know, Plus. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got Netflix, you got HBO, you got, you know, you got all these other streaming companies that, you know, it's just crazy. It's like you can just sit home. And then not only that, now at, at our house, we have, you know, the privacy of our home. We have our own studios. we got these great elaborate TVs, sound systems now that, you know, you can just sit there and watch and then pause it. And oh, I don't have time to watch it. And watching a movie today in today's uh, era is just completely different. It's like well, you have to really say, I'm going to put time into this, you know? Yeah. Well, Ephraim, like, for instance, you're you're from when you started, like with your films and then where you're at now, like, obviously, this, the there was like before streaming to where we're streaming now. Uh, like, how how do you feel about about that? Where like you're you could be making a project that's just straight going to go to streaming. It could be a Netflix or whatever. And then where before, like they had to go to the theater and experience. Is it something that like, no, I want my my audience to experience this in the theaters or you're just like, you know what? Like, I, I I'm, I'm I love streaming or, or like, how do you feel about it? Well, there's a power in storytelling and there's the creative part and then there's the producing part. The creative part is that when I look at a script, I got to go, what's the extreme measure of this story? Mm. Like when we think about Star Wars and New Hope, what's the extreme measure of some guy who just lives with his uncle and his aunt and he's just, you know, just living out in some desert to later on find out that his dad's the most evil dude in the universe. And you look at that compelling story and that's what made Star Wars. You're like, wow. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, and he's gonna he's gonna have the ability to 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 save a princess somehow and and he's gonna learn how to use a lightsaber and it's like the 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 spectacular sensation of something like that could be so marvelous. Um when you when I look at a script, I gotta find what's so marvelous about it. What's the what's mm. the mystery in that? Right. So that's that's the creative part. The other part is is the the result the outcome like like there's going to be people who are going to want to watch things streamed right at their own home i get that too but it's also an important factor that we're able to step out our comfort zone to look at stories that are completely different from what we know so it's I, you know so do you think now that with the experience of the pandemic and us being locked down for a long time we obviously became you know, we're just sitting in our sofas watching one thing after another. I mean, do you see now people are now breaking out of that and maybe giving a chance to go out and see a movie at a movie theater? Or are we now just stuck and saying, well, uh, if I have the option to stay home, I'd just rather stay home and not go through that experience of, you know, driving to a, a venue to go see a movie, buy my popcorn, I'll go on a date, 
I mean, that's what movies were for, to go on a date, to go with your friends, to go with your family. You know, it's, it's, I think it's lost. I mean, we have, we live in instant world now. Everything is instant. Right. I got I got to have it now. It's, it's same thing with music. You know, now I am old school. So yes, when I see a record store, I'm going to go walk in store because I want to smell the vinyl. I want to smell the vintage, you know, like when you walk into a, 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 a record store or, um, you know, uh, an antique place, you smell the history of, of, of these products and of these things that were, have been around for 30, 40 years, you know, and now it's packaged into a digital form, you know, I think, you know, I mean, I'm in my fifties now, so I mean, it's, I miss that. I really do. And I think I've fallen now to where I can just sit home and watch a stream and pause it and, you know, go do something else and then come back to it. And you don't, <laughs> you don't put a hundred percent, unless it's like you said, the story, like I've become, I mean, I got sick in December, so I was able to kind of just binge on some things and I was able to like watch a series like Succession. I'm a big fan of Succession. <laughs> Have you seen that, Efren? Succession, HBO. Uh, it's about these billionaire uh, companies. Brian Cox and um, and Kieran, uh, uh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Right? Yeah, Kieran Culkin, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I, I now I have where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll binge and watch this, and I can't wait because it's gonna the the season four finals coming out next week, so I'm excited. Uh, Succession, which is you know, it's like a, these. The story about these billionaire companies and you know it's like it's funny to kind of go into their head how they live the elaborate world of controlling the universe with you know being the biggest corporate company in the, in, in the world so it's kind of because i don't know that world and it's just funny to see how they live their life so that's what was intriguing for me and not only that just the backstabbing within the family you know it's like you know um what other ones? Um, there's some I'm other starting, ones that I've seen. I'm starting to watch Game of Thrones. Oh damn! <laughs> so you, I, I, you know what's cool about that though? It's like once you're done with the episode, you ain't having to wake up a week. You could just literally write the next episode. Just jump on and keep going. Right, you got a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do two episodes and then and then I go okay. I'm done. <laughs> So do, you, do you find yourself like you have to limit yourself? Like, okay, I'll watch two. I'm not going to sit here uh, and just, you know, waste three hours. <laughs> I, 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 I do because it, for me, because I'm a storyteller, you know, I right. really engage myself into the world of and the characters. Um, so, so, and a producer introduced me to Game. He goes, you got to watch. And they go, all right, let's watch it together. And I went, what the heck? And now I know why people are talking so much about Game of Thrones. Right. Um, and he goes, he goes, bro, if you, if you love Breaking Bad, and I tell him, I go, I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> I just, I recently, last year, rewatched Breaking Bad and finished it and even enjoyed it because I yeah. didn't, I, I wasn't able to pick up, you know, it's like you revisit, you pick up things that you didn't in the first time you watched it. Yeah. And what an amazing, I mean. And I once you're it. done, you got to go into Better Call Saul. Cause that's like a good continuation yeah. of Breaking Bad. It's yeah. so good. It's the branch of it. I will. I've just, I just been, um, I, I just been working. So, so oh, of course, yeah, man. Well, yeah, we got to go out and make money. Yeah. I'm gonna sit there, you know, I got to go and make shows and stuff. But when I have downtime, I now take, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit here and watch, you know, yeah. two hours or 
three hours of this and just, you know, my life is pretty simple now. You know, I, I go and do tours in the weekend. I mean, then... basically, you got a broken hand, bro. You got to stay home. Yeah, right. So I got to stay <laughs> home. I got to take care of myself. You know, I got to. You, you know, know, you, you got to take care of yourself. Eh? Real quick, Efren, uh, time frame wise, because this is off from the show. Time frame wise, are you where are you, are you good or do you have to I, I get have going? To, I have to be somewhere at six o'clock and some. Like, okay. Look, but but it's not that far from here so okay what let's go uh let's ask you what, what's happening right now what has been do, what has been going in your life since we last uh you know got together like this what's, when did we what, last get together like this this was, was before, last year it was last year honestly yeah. it was roughly around this time let me see yeah and you and I keep, you know, we text each other and, you know, yeah. I tell you what's going on and, you know, I know you're busy and, and which I love that you're busy. I mean, if we weren't busy, then we, yeah. something's wrong. You know? And I'm supposed to meet up with uh, um, uh, Rosenbaum sometime this this month. Oh, okay. Michael Rosenbaum. All right. Uh, to, nice. to on his podcast. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, it all depends on his time and my time. Oh, that's awesome. I know Because while you're performing, I was like, while you're performing in Vegas, man. So while you're performing in Vegas, I'm going to be in Texas. Okay. Whereabouts yeah. in Texas? I'll be in uh, uh, Dallas, okay. Austin, oh, yeah. uh, and and three other towns. Three other towns. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you have anything brewing that you kind of give us a and little? It was, it was December of 2021 when you, we had you on. Oh, wow. Because it was after the convention. Yes. Yeah, yes, so after could. the that's how you guys met. December twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. December have, is when we uh, when we recorded. I'm not sure what day because I posted it on the sixteenth. Well, yeah the the, uh, the convention episode. was in the convention was in November, and you yes. came to that show when we took a picture, and yeah, we remember that time. So then yeah. we we got so sometime in the beginning of December is when we when we recorded. Oh, it's of twenty twenty one. So it's not like last week. Yeah, it was. It's been a while, man. <laughs> Time, time's going by uh, fast, bro. I, I I do have to say I do be, 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 before I go. Yes, you did sing. I'm correct. If I'm correct, you did sing "Pleasure, Little Treasure." Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was um right by the bar, like at the entrance of the place, right. taking pictures with the people. And when I heard it, and then when I heard you sing it, it just literally brought me back, oh. and I was like. That's like the best rendition I've ever heard. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you. I, I was like, this is the So I had to I I like, tell everybody, I'll see you guys in a bit. Wow. <laughs> and just watch you perform that song because one, it's it's one of my top songs. And two, wow. I demand of that performance because it's such a compelling song. Oh, totally. You know? and, and you brought me back into 88. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, Thank dude. you. Thank you so much for that. Cause I, I really do bring, I, I don't look guys, I don't just go up there to sing. I really try to bring like an actor, you know, I, and I'm enjoying it. I think I've, I've been doing it for 13 years now and I'm <laughs> finally now in my niche where I can just sink into it and and that's my entertainment. That's what I like to do. And thank you for that, because that's exactly what I try to do, the experience. And that's what devotional is about. You never know what you're going to hear from devotional. I'm, like you said, pleasure, little treasure. It wasn't a single. It was like just an extra track. But it, it was so historical because we saw it at 101. And it's, on, yeah. you know, it's such a great song. It's got guitar. It's very powerful. The message, pleasure, little treasure, you know, it's it's yeah. just you know it's amazing stuff 
Well, thank you so much for for joining us. Like I yeah. said, it's been it's been uh, always a pleasure to have you on our show, and you've always supported us, and we're here to support you and any of your future projects. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, to join yeah. us on this two yeah. hundredth episode. Uh, I I didn't realize it was like it was over a year. I'm like, what? But I think it's because you and me communicate every once in a while. So yeah. And 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 um and my my life, I just am constantly on the go. That yeah. that you know, again, at some point we got to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely we will. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like the good thing we're all busy. You know, Santos yeah. is busy. You know, we, we look at we've been busy for. You know, we're just trying to get back. You know, after the pandemic, we've been kind of yeah. just getting back on that on you know on that bike and. And moving forward, and that's yeah. all we're trying to do: move forward yeah. and enjoy. You know, take advantage of our of our day. Be blessed to what we have. You know, and, and also for our listeners, thank you for you guys for always you know supporting eighty eight miles per hour. And we're we're always going to give you something you know fun and, and exciting and and just you know yeah. somos un par de locos latinos aquí, tú sabes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I we I tried setting this up to do it in the studio, but because of the rain and everything, we weren't gonna have you like drive out uh, in the rain and whatnot. Like, so um, I did get you. I I got these like cool little gifts for you. These this Depeche Mode shirts that I designed that I wanted to give to you, Efren, yeah. in person. But obviously, we didn't do the whole studio setup, so I don't know. Uh, th don't worry, this isn't gonna be on the on the show. I'll edit this part out. But I don't know if you have an address. I can send you the shirt. Oh, yeah, like, I'll text you guys. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I got, I got, I obviously one is, is a, a podcast shirt of ours, but the other two are Depeche Mode shirts. So, uh, I think you'll, you'll, uh, appreciate the, the, the cool little, uh, Depeche ones are like a Loteria Depeche Mode style. The other one is like a funny, uh, yeah. other one. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to give them to you as a gift for coming on. Um, so if you could, if you have an appeal box or something that you feel safe okay. on giving out, I'll send them to you. Okay. <laughs> um yeah but for sure and then what i'll do is i'll, I'll send uh freddie i'll send you um some of the pictures and stills of what's coming out and then great you share, and then you can share them but just don't post them okay yeah yeah, oh, no, yeah definitely no. i appreciate you're gonna it look at them and go what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah no, definitely and whatever project you got that when yeah. you get the green light we'll we're here to promote it i promote it on my oh, facebook cool. and also and uh you know like once again you know thank you so much for being yeah. on this special you know 200th episode and yeah, yeah thank you know, thanks for coming somos, back on somos la raza aquí. <laughs> thank you thank you very much All guys. Right, no problem man thanks for coming on okay don't eat after 10 <laughs> no exactly i won't i gotta eat, I gotta eat my pozole right now <laughs> all, all right, right. All right. All right. take care all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen Ephraim Moran, he had to get going but we just wanted to thank him again for coming on talking some gremlins but before we go and that's just the end of part one of a three-part 200th episode we got two more parts so make sure you download part two and part three of our 200th episode i thought we would do song of the week and because he mentioned it uh this song of the week i had something else planned but i'm gonna ver, switch it up i'm like let's just do from the album music from the masses for the masses sorry music for the masses depeche mode's album from 1987 i had an 84 album pick but this is gonna be 87 because this is for Efren. he brought it up so let's give him pleasure little treasure right now right i mean come let's on he loved it, he loved it he loved that that the the song he said that's the thing that he was taking pictures Here's Freddie right away ran to the stage and fucking just immersed in the song. So this this song of the week, 
dedicated to Efren, Pleasure Little Treasure, because he loved it. Well, song of the week. I mean, uh, that, that's it. We had fun reminiscing, going back to 1984, talking about gremlins, visiting old theaters, smelling that popcorn that you can't get <laughs> at home. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.